0: Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shellywilsonministries.org. Hey you guys, it's Shelly. Welcome to this week's 320 podcast. Can you even believe that this is episode number 40 of season three? I am shocked actually because you know sometimes I think I've wondered. It feels like I just started this yesterday and it's already just rolling and rolling and rolling and um, I think probably next week I'm going to Share with you some Christmas things and then take the last two weeks of the month off from the podcast and prepare for a new season in January. I kind of always feel the newness coming when it's the end of the year. I love change. I like when God shifts things. I I like that he lets things become fresh to me again, which hopefully means it'll be fresh to you. I do think I need to take some time and seek the Lord for the new season. Certainly this has been, we have shifted a whole lot of things around here. We've changed our our Dream Big uh, support groups to Dream Big workshops. That begins in January. Our first one in January is uh, Refuge of Light, who have a... uh, a ministry that is focused on uh, human trafficking and they began by housing minors and then now they're a transitional facility. And so they're going to be coming in in January, uh, the second Monday night in January for our dream big workshop and doing a training. And that training is, um, I've been through that training before. Number one, if you ever want to volunteer with them in the area of human trafficking, Um, Because sometimes I used to go with the girls and we would run a club. So we would do crafts and we would um, do Bible studies and things like that. If you ever want to do that, you have to go through their training. So this is a really good time to get that under your belt just in case. Um, And then, of course, they do background checks and things like that. But it's also very good just to have an informative session if you want to know more. There's been a lot about child sex trafficking this year with the movie coming out and everything but they really talk about local things and so much of the the trafficking that happens here in east texas is familial meaning a family member is selling their children for drugs for food for whatever okay and so it's not really a bad thing in the culture we currently live in that we learn the warning signs they tell us the red flags they kind of give us a clue of what we should look for because you know Um, there we may all be put in a position a time or two where perhaps we may be the one that needs to make a phone call uh, to the police or something like that and so you know, I'm not a big believer that we turn a blind eye and we don't get involved in things. I'm like, if it were my kid, I want somebody to make the phone call, right? So it's a really, I just want you to be praying about that and thinking about that. I do need you to register because we only have so much room in this building. Uh, and I have that registration up and ready for you. Plus, there's a Facebook event. So you can you can, um, you can can say that you're coming on Facebook, but I need you to go ahead and register. I, I won't consider you actually coming until you register for me. All right. Because I don't, I don't want them coming in if there's only one person registered, right? I I want the room full so that we honor well their time so that, uh, you know, it takes a lot of time for people to come in to prepare, Uh, they're going to do a two-hour training. It's usually a four-hour training, so they're narrowing it down for us for two hours for those who are local that come to that group. So do me a favor and honor them well and and register. And then when you register, go ahead and come because they've already prepared for us to be there. And I want to be Christ-like and serve them well, even though they're serving us, okay? Um, So I wanted to talk uh, today about some things uh, that i feel like our god's doing in my own life but it's a it's in this christmas season and some of you who came to the equip class know um I, we've been talking about how do we advance the kingdom when sometimes it's a little intimidating to uh to share christ with other people we may not think we know enough what scriptures do i use yada 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 we kind of twist ourselves into a knot Thinking that God is looking for perfection, and sometimes it's as simple as l- a listening ear, sometimes uh, it's as simple as handing somebody a love letter gift, uh, which we've you know prepared for you girls here, or you know, whatever it is God's placed on your heart. Um, I know Melinda began uh, painting rocks with her granddaughter, I think that's just Awesome, God knows how to. He's a creative God, and He will work with your personality, your situation. He. I have my granddaughter when she comes in. She one of the first things she always says is, "Can we go make love letters?" I want to train my grandkids to be givers, and that's really. uh, It's. I want to talk to you about the art of giving, not only the art of giving, and I and I covered some of this when I first started the podcast, but today it means so much more to me, especially in the Christmas season. It. You know we're not always cheerful givers, and I was, <laughs> I was um, looking up that scripture because many of you uh, who are in our rooms are very much cheerful givers. We've kind of been raised in a church culture where you know there's a passing of the plate. Uh, that was something I never wanted to do here because I felt like I want. I feel like some sometimes even that is a little bit of coercion and I'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's just I remember my years in the church uh in that where they did pass the plate a lot of times I gave out of guilt not out of an unction from the Holy Spirit right and so years later God began to cultivate in me a cheerful heart to give and so that scripture is 2nd Corinthians 9 verse 6 and 7 and this is what it says the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And, you know, I I, I want to share a few, a few times uh, with God where I think early in my walk with Him, He really began to 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 change my heart to be a giver because a lot of times we innately hang on to things right and this is not always money uh honestly it can be your time it can be you know other material things it can be your possessions and i've probably talked to you guys about this some. and i it happened into the book of philippians um where it talks so much about paul is joyful because the church provided for him and so I want to go through some of those scriptures, but I can tell you, just just trying to follow the Holy Spirit fluidly today and, and let him bring things to my mind of being a giver of the times, because I've been so shocked this season. Some of you who are in my equip class know I confess to you that I've not been ready in the season and out of season. I've been ready in this building. I've been ready to serve you, but I used to have a basket in my car filled with, um, things I had written, music albums, all of those kind of things, to give as God led me. So if I found somebody was in pain or somebody started sharing their heart with me, I would have something to give to them, to bless them, that they could take home with them and the Holy Spirit could keep working in them. So it was something that would create legacy um, in their hearts was by prayer. But I stopped doing that. For whatever reason, and we used to do it a lot when we were on ministry events, and Carrie and I were out singing every other weekend. We had a lot of stops along the way where, um, God did more in the stops at McDonald's, the stops at Walmart, the stops at Taco Bell than He did when I got to the church to minister. And, um, when God Called me to begin doing this again. What was it last month, ladies? Uh, I started remembering how filled with joy I was every time I had what I call miracle deliveries, and which is really what it is. It's a you know if if you understand God. You are delivering somebody a miracle from heaven, from the very heart of Jesus every time you gift them with something, um, whether it's money or a love letter or whatever God has placed in your hands. There have been times because God would have, I always had this thing with Jesus and waitresses that he would literally make me take the jewelry off of my neck or off of my wrist and give it away and and god just began to cultivate in me the love for doing that and i um there was the very the very i hate to say the very first time but one of the major times that i would say i really sacrificed in my giving because if we're all very honest we often give out of excess And I don't, if we really search our hearts, I think sometimes we, we've never, I realized this one instance, I had never really given something away that I quite possibly might never get back. Does that, does that mean anything to anybody? And so I was preparing to print my very first magazine ever. I, I didn't know how to print a magazine. God was having to teach me how to print a magazine with my graphic designer, um, and I was say my mother, my grandmother had given me. She had passed away and left me. Uh, I don't know, maybe thousand dollars or something like that, twelve hundred. I can't remember how much exactly it was. So it was just a small amount of money, but to me in ministry, that's a lot of money, right? That's a whole lot of money. I can do a lot with that kind of money. And um, but what happened was this mother came along who had uh, three children. And her husband had just been sent to prison for abuse of the kids. And I had all the cash money tucked by my, by my bed in my nightstand from my grandmother in an envelope just sitting there. And I was going to print my first magazine with that money. And the Lord began to speak to me about giving the money to the woman with the children uh, she didn't have a job. Both her and her husband were in ministry. It was it was quite a terrible ordeal that they went through. So I was going to grab just a little bit of the cash out of that, that envelope of money. And the Lord spoke to me and said, give it all to her. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I bawled a river because I knew... I had been saving that money for a quite you know, a while, and it was going to print my first magazine. And, um, but I ended up giving her the money and trusting the Lord, but, but it wasn't pretty. Can I be honest? It wasn't pretty. I, I, that was the moment I realized I had never really given to God out of sacrifice. I had always given out of excess. I had never, you know, it's kind of like the widow's might. That, that was my widow's might that day. And I had never given in, in, in a place where I was like really given something that was going to cost me something, right? Because a lot of times we give and let's be honest, we don't miss it. It doesn't cost us anything at all and I, that feeling was like a gut punch it was like a deep grief in my heart I, I'm sad to say I know you know y'all might be shocked at that but no we all go through the wanting to hold on to things that God requires us to let go of and so you know I did and then when it was time to print that magazine I've shared this a lot of times I just don't know if I have on the podcast the Lord told me I said Lord we don't have the money to print the magazine and he said print it anyway so i Grabbed a credit card. I put it on there. And then um, a couple people come to my door with two checks. And and they say, well, we were going to give you just one check, but the, but we just felt like we should give you both checks. And I thanked them and, you know, placed it on my desk at the house. And then the Holy Ghost said, go add it up. And when I added that money up, it was two cents more what I owed on that credit card to print that first magazine (laughs) oh my gosh I'll never forget that moment such a testimony of God's faithfulness when you're obedient and he sees that it hurt you to give you know it that I had to face myself that day I mean I had to face The sin bents in me, the fear in me, the insecurity in me, the lack of trust and unbelief and doubt in me and go, God, oh, I know myself, Lord. I saw what was in there in that moment that I could have chosen what I wanted and I could have chosen my selfish gain, even though that magazine was for other people. um, It wasn't any more important than that woman's struggle and life and he wanted her to know that in the in the darkest night of her soul, uh, in the greatest struggle of her life, that God saw her. And I had, but I had to be willing to give something up. Uh, God uses people, and you know, I want to I want to say this: be super careful when God gives you an opportunity to give. Sometimes we'll say things like. Well, God always provides, and that's true. But He uses us; He uses people. So, so if if we're not if we're not willing hearts to giving, um, in whatever capacity God says, then we actually can be keeping something from happening. uh, And I hear because I hear that excuse a lot. Well, you know. God's going God's to provide, yes, but sometimes he's going to say, you provide. I'm, I'm calling you to give, you to provide, you to do this, right? I, I've had to become a vessel that is a giver. And so uh, that was one of the most monumental moments of my life uh, in learning that God is faithful to the obedient heart. He really is. Um, he doesn't like us being stingy because here's the thing. because we are royal priests and we are co-heirs with Jesus, what's his is mine, right? What is his is mine. And I was praying this week in my in prayer for the ministry and as I do uh, every day. And I said, you know, Lord, we, we've got—he's called a, a few new publications forward. There's a, a new small magazine, Volume 2, of from My Closet to Yours, about to go to print. Um, we're, we're working on transitioning uh, the, the big Drama Queen magazine to a, to a newsprint um, so that it can still be alive but in a different way. Um, now that we know God is working through giving and love letters and all of that, but all those things cost money right so i really had to go and say okay lord i'm here here's what we're going to need god and i'm just going to make a withdrawal from heaven's account because I am. It is my inheritance. He holds the the king has a treasury, right? And and me as his daughter, I have a right to that treasury. He may give it to. He'll give it to me in his own timing. But I understand my place in the kingdom. And what is my? What is his is mine. Jesus says, "What is his is mine," and that settles things in my heart, right? When he calls me to be a giver too, it settles things. I've not found uh, that I can outgive God. I. I have uh, this last week had more joy preparing love letters to give away. i have I have exhausted all but one in my car uh, this weekend or yesterday actually. i I in, I was intentional about, you know, putting something out for our mail carriers and things that work late hours, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, all that, little bottle waters, peppermints. I can't take credit for that. I I stole that idea from somebody else. I thought it was quite a good idea. And I'm going to put love letters out there, and, and they just take them as they come to my porch. It's just, you know, I am having so much fun. And I was asking God because, you know, the seasons I've had in the past that, Um, When you go through struggling seasons, whether it's divorces or losses or relational hiccups, um, there's a grief. And and I realized that over my 12 years of coming out of suffering, out of valleys, you know, because I had a series of valleys that hit right as one ended the next one started you know and it was it was hard to breathe y'all it really was and it's 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 been the point of my greatest ministry let me be clear it it is it has deepened my walk with jesus it has given me a wisdom to pour out that i did not and could not have had before all of this so there is a goodness that has come out of that place in the land of the living where i thought i would die right but I have to be honest with you and say there, there were still some things, as God, as I've been saying, He's tying up loose ends in our lives, and our hearts. There's still some things that I had not come back into. In other words, I noticed uh, the month of November and December, I wasn't as filled with joy as I was before twelve. the 12-year 12 period happened for me. Um, so, so that when this year I started decorating every room in my house, it shocked me. My mother said, I'm I'm proud of you, Shesh. Yeah, this is not like you, and and I had to really sit with the Lord and say, "Okay, God, what's going on here?" Because, you know, the month of November uh, and December have all have been a struggle for the last twelve years. They, it's like a trigger, right? just like if you have lost a child the birthday month or those kind of things. It, it, when you lose a dream like I did or, or, or relationships and, or your, even your identity for a season, you, you ha- have those same kinds of triggers because you still have the grief. And it was like, I asked the Lord, I said, are you restoring the joy of my salvation? You're restoring the joy of my salvation. And I noticed that every time God activated me to give this week it was in a dollar tree the cashier and i brought back in a love letter to her and said you you show the kindness of jesus i would like to just bless you merry christmas you know i found out it was not just blessing them but it's been blessing me it's like god filling my tank back up right that the anointing the even the joy in the anointing is beginning to fill back up in my heart and that's why God loves a cheerful giver right i'm not giving under compulsion i'm not giving reluctantly i'm giving freely right uh, we talked about weeks ago in Exodus, they came to the sanctuary and gave it everything it needed because they had willing spirits and willing hearts. And there are just seasons where we have an open door to shine Jesus. And listen, I know there is a lot of debate, a whole lot of debate about whether we can, you know, celebrate this or celebrate this. I, I am a I am a celebrator of Christmas. I I celebrate Jesus year-round, but I'll tell you this. I have an open door. I have an open door to share Christ in this season more than any other season of the year. And I will buy up the time every time. And this year more than most because, again... I'm coming back into this place where it's like God is saying remember how much fun it was remember see the devil stole the fun of Jesus from me for a while he he stole the adventurous spirit for a while from me, and now God is still restoring the years that the locust ate, right? He's still, layer by layer, restoring me, and I'm sharing it with you so that you know, oh, I'm telling you right now, every time I have handed out a gift and had fun with Jesus in the last two weeks, there is a new bubble of joy that's raised up in my own heart and in my own life, and I believe it's not just for me. I believe God is raising up a giving church. When we go read the book of Acts, we, we see that they, they, they did life together, and, and anyone who had possessions sold it and gave it to anyone who was in need. I have seen that operate here so much. Listen, our entire front lobby almost was furnished by Refuge of Light. They didn't have room for it when they moved into a new building, and they called and said, can you use this? We took that, right? Right. I ended up giving them years ago a flowery rug that mom, my mother had bought for them. They gave it back to me, I don't know how many years later, when we opened this building. Today, I dropped off next door some Valentine's things that were given to me that I knew would um, help help. Uh, my friend Deanne who owns a retail store that might be pretty for her, her open, her window displays, right? And then, you know, my aunt had given me some things, some flowers, which I'm giving to our other creative heart, Nancy Ludlam with Creative Cottage, because I know she can use those things. You see how this, you see how this life of giving works and, Everybody benefits. It's glorious when the body of Christ works together. And here's the here's the beautiful thing about it, guys. When we all become givers, the burden is not just on one person. Right? I can tell you, even for those listening, um, uh, when Joanne brought us the cushions. For the the middle chairs we had in the middle room, I realized that some of you ladies were starting to hurt by sitting in the middle chairs, the middle chairs in our middle room. And here's Joanne realizing she doesn't need the chair pads and brings them to us and they match perfectly the room. Why? Because Jesus knows, knew she was going to be willing to give those to us. It's a wonderful thing to watch God God use you to give and you know what most of the time we don't miss what we give we really don't God God makes a way and if we are in need in the future of something similar then he'll bring the new thing so we got to be willing to let go of that thing because God actually may have something better so let me read to you in Philippians 4 I want to start in verse 10 Because Paul is thanking the Philippians for their support. Now, he's talking a lot about financial here, but I want you to understand this. We're not talking today today only about money. We're talking about other things, right? So it says in chapter 4, verse 10 of Philippians, my heart overflows. And I'm in the Passion Translation because God just has me reading through this translation lately. My heart overflows with joy when I think of how you demonstrated love to me by your financial support of my ministry. For even though you have so little, listen to that, you still continue to help me at every opportunity. I'm not telling you this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. I know what it means to lack. And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. That word lack here means to be humbled. In, in, the, in, the, in the, I hate to say cliff notes, but reference notes, it says to be humbled. So I know what it means to be humbled or to have lack, right? And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance for I'm trained Listen to this. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. And that word difficulty means to master all things. So listen, Christ's explosive power infuses me. That's, I think, what I've been feeling this week. He's infusing me to conquer or to master all things. In other words, while I'm giving, y'all, I'm mastering Unbelief. I am mastering anxiety. I am mastering fear. I am mastering what I feel like when I think I'm in lack. I'm mastering unbelief. Right, I'm mastering insecurity or fear of the future. Then in verse 14, it says, You've so graciously provided for my essential needs during this season of difficulty. For I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I went out to preach the gospel. You were the only church that sowed into me financially. And that actually means... Um, the Aramaic translates it like this accounts of planting and giving. Okay. And when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me for well over a year. Now, listen, I won't call any names, but there are some of you that listen to this podcast that you supported us. You supported this ministry. The minute we started building, when we had, I mean, I kept wondering, you know, why, God that has to be God because it was it was amazing that the minute God put us in this building he began using some of you to provide what we needed, whether it was the materials to, to build or, you know, the rent and, and the electricity and all the things you have to pay to keep the doors open. And I, I do not ever take one cent for granted because I've learned better. I've learned better that God um God has called me to be a cheerful giver, but I am a cheerful receiver because I know that it costs some of you greatly. Um, It says in verse 17, I mention this not because I'm requesting a gift, but so that the fruit of your generosity may bring you an abundant reward. I now have all I need, more than enough. I'm abundantly satisfied, Paul says, for I've received the gift you sent and viewed it as a sweet sacrifice perfumed with the fragrance of your full uh, faithfulness. Isn't that lovely? He's calling this a sweet sacrifice perfumed with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. Verse 19 I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have, for I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through Jesus Christ. And God our Father will receive all the glory and the honor throughout the eternity of eternities. Amen. Wow. Give my warm greetings to all the believers in Christ Jesus, all the brothers and sisters that are here with me. Send their love, especially the converts from Caesar's household. May the grace and favor of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Now, listen, I I just love all that. The the fruitfulness. Let's see the fragrance of your faithfulness. I love that. The fragrance of your faithfulness, right? Um. I had just thought when I was reading that, I probably lost it, but um, hopefully not. Lord, bring it back to my mind. The, the times... Oh, I know what it was. Thank you, Lord. Um, I had begun after we were still in music ministry. And let's say that a church would give a love offering or whatever because we went with no honorariums. We just went on faith. And I would get in my... And the Lord taught me I would get in my little closet and I would say, Lord... Who do you want to give the 10% to? And I would have so much fun. Uh, and I would say, okay, Lord, whoever sends me the first text message, I'm going to know, you know, that that's who you want me to give the money to. And then I remember this one time I, have a, I had a music friend. His name was Corey Brooks. Is, his name is Corey Brooks, and he's in West Virginia. And he had sent me a text out of nowhere and i thought i started laughing going that is awesome i can't wait to send him a donation right it i mean i just learned to have fun giving i learned to make it part of my lifestyle but here's the thing i got i got i got taken off course right the pain came the you know the devil robs us of joy, right? But I feel like this is the Christmas season where maybe it's not just for me, right? Maybe it's some, for some of you too, where if we're just honest, we go, man, you know, I haven't had, haven't been able to celebrate holidays in a long time fully. I feel like, you know, it, I'm still really sad in that space. Um, almost like, you know, I, I'm going through the motions. I, I do it because I have kids or grandkids or extended family, but my heart's really not in it. And, and I just want to declare right now in the name of Jesus that God is going to restore the joy of your salvation, just like he's restoring the joy of my salvation. That, that Lord, in this moment... Of time that you're you are cultivating in our hearts the ability to be a cheerful giver where we become second nature and the other people become first. Uh, this is all biblical, right? It's not just in giving, it's in everything. Think highly, more highly of others than you think of yourself. And that Lord, we are always on the lookout of how we bless people how can we give to people how can we love on people maybe it's just a prayer and it's not costing us anything material just time and effort right and energy spent but then maybe there are other times god where it's a love letter or where it's something we've designed something he's created with us or perhaps there are times when it is some some kind of financial gift that god calls you to give he does that with me too Lord, I just pray that we become cheerful givers, God, that we leave a legacy um, behind that our children see us giving, our kids, uh, our, our grandchildren see us giving, you know. That, that, that when they think of us, when we are gone to glory, that they will say they were cheer, cheerful givers. God, help us become a cheerful giver giver. Help us see the needs of others instead of always seeing our needs. And I will tell you this, guys, in painful seasons, the best way to get your eyes off your own problems is to start giving to people. However it is God leads you to do that, right? We used to give away, uh, Carrie's, Carrie Crocker, my, my best friend, they punched cross pennies, at their business in Texarkana and uh, we would hand people pennies with the crosses cut out and say it makes sense to follow Jesus and that's what her dad did and she did Um, that was a real ministry people actually started doing that it it makes sense to follow Jesus and we actually have some of those here that I I put in the love letter bags for the girls to begin to learn how to to be cheerful givers also and to evangelize in in a unique way right uh So I I just want to bless the Lord that he is able to restore the years that the locusts have eaten, that he is able to restore the joy of your salvation. Um, I pray over every heavy heart in this season that is struggling because of grief and pain and loss. And if maybe like me, there's just been a number of years where the weight of the past season still kind of clouded over and dampened. Uh, joy in this season God may you resurrect joy in the hearts of every listener may God they do like I did and go okay is, is what's happening in the natural Lord happening in the spirit that while I'm you're shifting Joy's coming and now it's showing itself I'm decorating and I'm doing all these things I don't normally do God would you manifest your joy in a beautiful glorious way Father I thank you God that you tend the wounded lambs to the lambs that are down that you don't you, you don't make us fake it till we make it but in your perfect timing you begin to restore even things like joy that that devil robbed from us i bless you god for every, every moment lord i pray that as we as we give and as we love and as we pray in those moments that your holy spirit would envelop hearts, God, that we would begin to see miracle signs and wonders because your word says that those kinds of things do follow those who believe. God, would you help us become miracle deliverers? Would you help us become not just miracle deliverers in the way of, of practical giving in some way, but that that we are able to deliver because of, we are co-heirs with you. We carry the power of Jesus, the name and every benefit that comes from the name of Jesus. Would you help us give away with you miracles of healing? Would you help us, God, give away miracles of deliverance with you, Jesus? Would you help us give away freedom from all bondage in Jesus' name? And we will thank you and rejoice over it in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to have loose hands that are willing to give up anything and everything when we see that you want us to. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, guys, I'll see y'all next week. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty for Real Radio for Women, at Royalty4real.com. That's Royalty4real.com.